0: Mount Sinai for dawn and there was no one up there except one woman who thought she was alone with God and sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. and It felt like i what a church should really be, you know. So this is the doorway. (coughs) This is the doorway in our group life. It's the door of the heart. And nobody really comes into soul community except through this door. There isn't another way. There isn't a way around it. All of our hearts wish there was. And there are some people who have survived this six
1: weeks. (laughs) They have.
0: Wasn't it was painful to watch. So fucking painful to watch. It's easier to watch someone break their heart than it is to watch them. (laughs) every day get up and do everything they can not to feel what their soul is screaming. We think we can't handle pain. We can can handle pain. What we can't handle is the avoiding of our own pain, our own suffering, in the name of having it together and being strong and I've watched my friends suicide, go to alcohol, go to a hundred different ways to distract from, actually, what five minutes fucking heartbreaking surrender would cure. And, and we, don't, we don't provide these doors for people, because we don't see them as souls. All of our psychology is bent upon shoring up the the self that's an illusion so that they don't have to feel this because the psychologists haven't felt it, and the priests haven't felt it, and you
1: know,
0: Richard was saying about this guy who came and ended up committing suicide, and that's the part of his soul saying, "Where else? Where, where do I fucking go? Where do I go." Who will receive my heartbreak? And in the other models and other religions, it's someone someone else. My kingdom is not of this world. So somewhere else will have to receive it. I'll have to keep it inside me. But actually, the promise of this time, of the Aquarian age, is that we find it in each other. We open the door for each other. And we go through the door together. We don't go through the door alone. We need each other. That's how the world soul comes into manifestation, because it's not separate. So as we realize our deep need for each other, while we are still in our body, We open a doorway between our hearts that allows the new civilization to come into being. So this new culture that we're building is a culture of embodied souls that bring their deep soul story into their bodies with each other. (coughs) And that that breaking in the middle, that's the soul breaking in the body not leaving the body to go to where the source is, but breaking here. And that brings heaven here because that break will always be answered by love. That's cosmic law. Your heartbreak will always be met with love. But you have to break. You have to admit that you're broken, actually, already. Otherwise you can't be trusted, actually, because you're trying to propagate a lie in the world. trying to propagate your illusion of having it together and having the answer, and have, you know you're trying to propagate that, which you don't believe, and then how can anyone else ever believe? Until we meet each other in our heartbreak, then there's no trust, really. There's no deep trust of souls trusting another soul. Souls can trust place. Your soul started to trust this place when you walked onto the land here because the land said you're welcome. And your souls can trust the higher planes because some part of them came from there and knows it's safe there. But can they trust another human being? can they trust horizontally into a field of beings? And that only happens when you actually see the soul in the other being, when you feel them, when you feel their truth in their heart. That's the same as the truth in yours. So, if we want to enter soul community, we have to take the door of the heart. I want you to encourage you to keep taking it because it's not something that you just take once and it's done with. The first time is the hardest. But then because we are the world soul, we have to keep walking through that door again and again and again, carrying others, dragging bits of ourselves that don't want to go. once the heart knows that this is the way it's the way for the heart is into the black hole of the heart there's void in the core of consciousness there's void at the core of matter but there's void at the core of the heart and you can have it happen to you like the soul arranges that you fall in love with the person that You totally give everything to completely. You're finally fully surrendered. And then they leave or die. And you have no choice, but you're dragged into the more of the black hole of your absolute. Giving everything until there's nothing left. And you don't have anywhere to go except to God, to the core of your own being. You have nowhere else to go. You didn't keep a little piece of you out so that you could... Rebuild your old self if it didn't (coughs) work. So that's the soul luring you through relationship to 100% heart investment. Anything less than that, you actually can't build anything on because it's always split. The heart is split. So this is just a tricky thing the soul does through relationship to get you to commit. And then there's no end of drama around all of that. Ah, but I'm fully in and you're not, and blah, 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 blah. It's like the soul just wants you fully in. It doesn't give you a fuck how, where, why, with who, when. It just wants you fully in. So when you know that and you know that there is a store of the heart, you don't have to get lured by relationship because you choose it. You choose to walk it. And that requires an act of courage. It's like watching. Andreas, crawl across the floor to the black hole, like that crawl from the circle to the center happens every day in our lives, every time we decide to crawl into the core, where we know the heartbreak is, where we know the abandonment is. That's, that's the courage to self-initiate, not have someone else do it for you. So, on your cross, you know, whether you do it in the group circle, whether you do it in your pod on your cross, whether you do it inside your own heart, keep crawling across the floor to the center this next two weeks and get as much of yourself there as you can. In in this space, in this time, like don't don't rest with like having got one bit there, go back for the other bits. There's so much more of you that wants to crawl through that hole, that wants to become part of your soul community inside you, as well as this soul community. And when you know that's the way, when you fall into someone's arms, you fall through them, you start falling through each other, into, into, into this place of emptiness in the core of each heart. And the more you have that black hole in your heart, the more now you're a place that other people can come and fall through. They're not falling in love with you. They're falling through you in love with the emptiness that lives at your core. And hearts will come to you to die into you. It's not a romance. It's not a romance story. It's a story of surrender. (laughs) Surrender of everything that you are into the love. So oh, we haven't been taught this way. We've been taught the opposite of this, that you can avoid that heartbreak through romance and through finding someone and security and, and having conditional agreements with them so that your heart keeps safe. It's like, it, it's just not the way. It's not the way of the soul. It's not the way of the soul to spirit. That way is the brave way of knowing That you have to keep surrendering and have to keep taking more of you in. And then we've just begun for the world to go into a new culture, it has to go through the door of the heart. That means millions and millions of people will have to go through this door. And we have to help them. Like, that's part, that's what wild love really is. It's the wildness to go through the door of the heart yourself with everything that that feels like you're giving up, with everything that feels like is breaking open inside you and then the calling of others to go through the door. As through that door is home. Home is not somewhere else. It's through that door of our broken open love for each other. That's the foundation of the new culture. And if you just have a piece of that dark love, you just have a piece of that void in the core of your heart, it will start to vibrate and call that in others. And then we have to find ways for them to go through together en masse, which is what we're going to try to do with like, creating weekends that take people through that door that's taking us four weeks to come close to. <laughs> somebody's ripe, they can go through it in a minute and inside the hearts of humanity this is ripening. It's ripening Hmm. but just like when it ripens in you, you have a choice to create drama, to keep your strong identity intact, leave the relationship, you know, project, create drama, survive Or you have a choice to surrender, to break your heart in front of your beloved, in front of your group beloved, and say, I can't (laughs) fucking do it. I don't know how. I don't know the way. But I know I love you. And I know that love that isn't just even about you. I know that love is the foundation of my new world. And if I betray that love, I betray everything. And I go back to something that actually doesn't matter to me. So that's an act of courage inside every human heart that says, I know the world that I want. And I know love is at the center. And I am marrying that love, which means I go with the love. And if that love draws me to you or you or you, then I get on my knees before that and I inquire into the mystery that the love wants from me. And then it's simple, because you know what the foundation stone is and you know where you avoid it. So I want us to get real with each other about this. I want to get real behind the presentation of our together selves and really feel each other's hearts in a deep way. And then when we feel each other's hearts and we give each other permission, right, and we give each other permission, then we can start to come for each other. Once we know that we're actually all, we are all on this journey and that this is the journey you are choosing to make, then we come for each other. When we feel each other, when we feel all of the ways that we're protecting, we just come straight in. And break together, bring the next piece home, and celebrate that peace arriving. Mm-hmm. And then, what happens here is such a microcosm of the world. Millions and billions of people have to go through that, us too. Their souls are waiting to go through the store. But they need to feel like there is that gen. That energy to meet them when they do pass through it, that they, are, they will be met, that they will be held. <coughs> so even the Christian story, they said it will be eyes like mine that meet you eyes like mine, hands like mine, not angels, not, not things from other worlds other human beings reach towards you so you can make that transition in your body while you're here, not wait till death. So we have to know that that's what we are for each other. We are that hand, we are those eyes, we are that heart that says, I know it's fucking hard, but walk through like, if you will just walk through. It's, it's not actually, it, it's not complex. <coughs> it's not, it doesn't require a treatise. It requires a lot of courage, but it's very simple. So we have to become a door for other people to walk through. Our lives have to become that door. And then our work is really simple, it's just some version of that door, you can dress it up as an artist or as a, as a philosopher or whatever it is, a mathematician, but you're a door, you're a door between worlds that other hearts can walk through, that other souls can find this world to be the place that they belong. And if you don't have this door, nothing else really matters. No cleverness, no understanding of esoteric formulas, no capacity to run your sexual energy, you don't know all of the other things. The foundation stone is is the heart. And this dark seed at the core of the heart that knows its way to love. So just turn to someone for a moment and just find their eyes and their hands and be the eyes and the hands of that love to each other for a moment. And see if you can just fall through each other, fall through each other's heart. Okay, so just coming back to me <sighs> Letting your hands touch with your soul This is soul tribe, (laughs) this is soul intimacy. all kinds of issues with people's body minds. You can have all kinds of issues with the way they are in the body mind, but when you've truly met the soul in a deep way, you know that your love is anchored in something more important than those differences. So part of our work is to keep this intimacy And you may notice that parts of you are still fake, parts of your old systems keep coming in and getting in the way and then you feel a bit uncomfortable on the inside because you've got your outside you know, doing its thing and you're in there and you've lost the connection. But it's a muscle, you can train this muscle. <laughs> And one of the ways you can train it is just pause. As soon as you split yourself, as soon as you feel like, oh, I've got an inner reality, and now I'm, I'm, I'm wearing 10 condoms with this person, like um, I've got these veils that have come in to kind of present something acceptable or protect me from the intimacy. Some of us can only handle one moment of intimacy, and that's, that's enough for our system for a bit. So understand that just because somebody was there for you yesterday and they're not there today doesn't mean that the soul has gone away. It just means the veils have come back. And the proper um, you know, approach to that is compassion. <coughs> compassion that that person's had to protect themselves again. They've had to put the veils on again. Actually the scariest thing to experience is when you can survive something, when people do buy your veils because that leaves you inside more lonely than ever. Stay inside alone. You only have two choices: wait for the right relationship partner to come along and weasel you out of your your winkle, your out of your little hole, or wait till you die and then go to God or the devil or whatever and share your soul then. So if you know this to be so then you take the act of courage, which is to bring yourself (laughs) out. Bring yourself out. Don't wait in there until somebody, hoping somebody will see you. And to truly bring the soul out. And when your heart can stay open like that, then you are also a place that other people can feel safe to move towards, because they're moving into the emptiness in your heart. But you're not really so safe for normal relating because normal relating is about trade. Normal relating is about the promise of eventually going there, but not going there. If your heart is open, then you're also giving up the longing for the easy solution, or the romantic solution. And we said we were marrying love last Friday. And we're trying to explore what it is to be modern priests or priestesses of love in full embodiment with our sexuality and our consciousness. The most important piece is the heart. So I want you to use your crosses in the morning, your, your pods in the morning, as a place to break. As a place to break in the center of the cross. And see all fights and all tension is just the inability yet to break. The building of enough energy and enough power so that we can break. Because the cross is not about anything that's going on on the polarities. The cross is about the center. The cross is about enough tension in the center to bring people's hearts in there and break them open. And then you become a magician on the technique of duality, it's called in the Esoteric teachings, which means you are using duality now rather than being inside it. You are using duality to create tension to reveal the soul. So we are called the revealers. This is one of the ways that you reveal the soul, through the tension of the cross in the heart and you can set that up yourself like nail yourself between two huge paradoxes that are unreconcilable take yourself between heaven and earth, between masculine and feminine, whatever polarities in the world and make of yourself the thing that will not break between them by breaking the will of your soul is, I will bring these together, like Samson and the pillars, but the, re- the way to bring them together is to break, is to be broken between them. That broken heart is what brings in the love that can help reconcile them, can help marry them. So once you start to know the process, you can also start to not be just a participant in the process, but a a creator of the process, that your soul starts to create enough tension in your relating with others that they are forced to either come to the center of their cross or abandon the relating.
1: Uh.
0: So then you're relating from a very, very different place. You're relating from a priest or priestess of love who knows that when whoever you're relating to is going into a great point of tension or crisis and blaming you or blaming God or whatever, you know they're just on the way and you're inside (coughs) cheering them to get a little bit more tension, just enough tension to break. But just before they get to that point of tension, they're going to throw every kind of shit in your direction. Because, because that's all of the times that they haven't loved and so you need education about the process to educate yourself and educate them and you can't use it as an excuse for just being an asshole Okay, that unconsciously this happens anyway in relationships but to consciously provoke it you need to be very clear in your own center and you need to be very Loving and compassionate as soon as there is a movement towards the center. But you also need to be fierce not to allow the tension to be released if it's not strong enough yet for the center to open. So now you're actually learning how to use the fire of love, not just be consumed by it. You're able to use your love to create tension so that others can pass through the door into more love. And the, the student of that is the heart. Once the heart really gets, oh my God, this is what I'm for, stretching and breaking and then healing and then stretching and breaking, Like that's actually what the heart's for. And many people have never even begun to use it. Like they haven't taken the instructions out of the box. <laughs> they still think that the little candle that they were, you know, that came with the instruction kit, kit is all that there is, and that they have to protect it no matter what, or let one person in, or if they got hurt, now they have to seal it over because they've just got this little candle. And yet the instruction kit, if we were taught, is actually you want to turn that candle into a roaring fucking river of fire then invest that candle fully. Have it blown out, grieve, break your heart, break it open and oh my God, now a bigger candle's lit. And oh my God, now it's a fucking fire. Oh my God, now the whole fucking universe is behind my heart, it's a cosmic magnet, it can pour through me and it's unexhaustible. But no one teaches us that path of loving. So when your heart learns that one way or another, it starts to rejoice even in the heartbreak. It starts to rejoice even in that place of abandonment because, you know, holy fuck, some bigger fire must be coming. Some bigger love must be on the way because this love is demolishing itself around me. And that's fucking exciting. In the suffering, you know, sometimes then that... Deepest heartbreak in the center where everything's cracked and broken and gone. is just before incredible celebration and joy. They're so deeply linked and tied into each other. So then, you know, we've got our individual journeys and we've got our journeys in relationship. And then we've got our journeys in group relationship and a place like Haydn. And then Haydn's got like, okay, well, so now we're a little pocket in the world. How do we hold love for exponentially numbers of others to come to this place? Not just to come to Haydn, but to come to this place in their own heart. Because this is where salvation is. This is where the salvation of heaven and earth, uh, atonement, at one of your soul and other souls, and your soul and the earth takes place. It takes place in the surrender in the heart. So when we do our coming together in the afternoons, whether it's creating on this place, or whether it's creating sound healing, or whether it's creating wild love, or whatever, we want to put this energy in it. So that the, when the river of that goes out into whatever it goes out, then the places and people's souls that are like salmon swimming upstream, sniffing for that. That's what they're coming for. And millions of people are sniffing like thirsty. And that longing is going to break out in different ways. One of the things that happens sometimes just before someone breaks like that is they will fight you with everything they have. Is one of the reasons we do Tuesdays before Thursdays. Yeah. <laughs> is because if you haven't cleared the fight, then when that heartbreak Ooh. comes up, the fight's the first thing, the strength, so the, the battle. But actually, when you battle to exhaustion, when the red and white are battled to exhaustion, then the black can open, then the black can come. So, we're seeking the technology of this. How do we actually create spaces, events, (coughs) products that contain within them just a piece of that black, just a touch, just a touch of the heartbreak through the core of your being is in whatever it is that you are doing. And that's all that's needed out there to let those thirsty beings know that there is what they are hungry for but don't even know is in there. And one of the key words for the Aquarian age is water of life am I poured forth for thirsty men. Water of life am I. It's the water of life that pours through that black hole in the heart. And to become a, a pitcher or a water bearer or a, a carrier of the of the Holy Grail or of the plant that heals or of the elixir of eternal youth or whatever the story and the myth is, that's an actual energy that moves through the core of the heart when it's open and can stay open. (coughs) And that's the energy that you're the custodian of as a priest or priestess of love in the Aquarian age. You're a water bearer. You're somebody who has that spigot open in the core of their heart that Uh. has that pupil of their heart's eye dilated, so that water can pour forth. And as that water pours forth, it actually demands something. Well, actually, it demands everything, because that water starts to make other people feel like they want that water. And it's really simple to get that water, it's just not easy, it's really simple. Just give everything. Break your heart fully on the altar of life, and the water will be yours. And then you'll be able to pour that forth to others. So, yes, we could bring all of the teaching back to that, but that wouldn't necessarily help us do it, be it. So what I want from people who leave this place is that they are Bearers of the water of life, that they allow that water of life through them to others in whatever it is that they're doing, however it is that they can. <coughs> and so, in our time left together over these two weeks, we grow our capacity to break this part of our heart open so more and more water can come through. Oh. Which means more and more suffering and more and more joy, and more and more exhilaration <coughs> But the major step on that path is the acceptance of that. Anybody ever see the movie, The Horse Whisperer? Mm-hmm. It was that place where Robert Redford, the horse that had been mistreated and so on, and then the, and they were friends and so on, and the horse got closer and closer. But the horse, because of its treatment and everything else, and because of the caution with humans, couldn't quite bring itself to surrender itself. So we had to help it. So it's that moment, and this is called like the acquiescence of the embodied soul. It's where the place inside us acquiesces to love, where it bows, kneels for the greater power that love is so once you know that you know you're going to go through the process you know you're going to resist you know you're going to try everything not to and then you know you're going to surrender and then you know the waters are going to come and they're going to grow and flow through you and so then we become a culture of mature souls, people who actually know who they are, why they're here, what the techniques are to deepen their journey, to help (laughs) others. So, I want to encourage you to self-assess your own heart. You know sitting there how broken open you are, how much more there is. Well, we don't know how much more there is because it's bottomless, but we do know You know, our work, our heart work. And I'm really encouraging you not to protect your heart in the next two weeks. Not to try, oh, well, that's enough. You know, I had a little heart, I had a little crack. And some people who didn't survive this did just go away with one crack. You know, there there was one crack, and that crack will be enough now, obviously for them, but surviving it, having a crack, other end of the spectrum, broken, open, irreparably, beyond any going back, fully, a heart that's so deeply in that it's too late, the doomsday button's pushed, there is no retrieval, there is just going on, going on with others or um, disappearing, you know, like it, it not working. But fortunately, we're actually at a time on the planet where the breaking open is happening all mass. So it's much more likely we're going to find more and more support, more and more others in the same process. So that, that choice you make every time you have a conversation with somebody, every time you have some feelings, every time you hide something, every time you put on you know, your masks again, those are all moments of choice. <coughs> and the encouragement is to choose to keep breaking and to understand that your brokenness is not weakness. It's, it's courage. It's the courage to actually show up Is who you really are. And who you really are is somebody who feels very deeply the same soul in everyone else, which makes you vulnerable because it means you can't protect yourself with a separate life anymore. Your life is intrinsically connected to the soul of the world, to the soul of every other human being. There is no other way. You can't get out
1: because
0: you are that soul. So the illusion, the great illusion of separation—not just separation as an individual body mind, but separation as a soul—that great illusion is cracked. <laughs> there's no retirement, you know. There's no happy ending. <coughs> retirement um, time for me, and there's there's this big, great adventure that we are on all together until as long as we need to be on it. So then you have trust. Then you can look someone in the eyes and feel their heart and trust that you're on the same journey together. (coughs) And then everything that you have is available to each other because you recognize you're part of the same thing. You're part of the world soul externalizing itself, manifesting itself, expressing itself. And So you don't have to play the individual game anymore. So in this field, we need each other. If we're going to play that game, we need each other. Let yourself feel the longing for connection in your heart with other beings. And move with that longing. Move towards that longing. Move. Put your hand out. Be the hand. Be the eyes. Be the heart. And when you need it, reach for it. The shoring up of, I have to look after myself. I have to do my... That belongs in the outer world, and the major problem in the outer world is people are like preparing for their old age, right? You know, like the because their health issues will be up, and and then you know that the prices, the standard of living will go up or whatever. Like of the world's monetary resources, like a huge portion of them. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's huge. Is invested out of fear that no one will love you. It's invested out of fear that no one will love you when you get um, to a point where you can't look after yourself, where the strength of your body-mind armor is no longer able to carry you. If we lived in a world where the soul knew we longed for each other and we belonged with each other, then our, our security would lie in our relationships with each other, our soul connections with each other, not in a whole lump of money in a superannuation scheme invested somewhere. So part of this culture is also about the freeing of our fear. Because the more that you love others and the more you let others love in, the more you know you're safe the more you know you're safe as a soul. No one is going to let you starve to death. No one is going to let you live in some box somewhere. They're going to come for you. You're going to be valuable to the day you die because you're an awake soul on a planet that's so thirsty for you. So that helps you push away all of those very human fears the body mind has about not being loved. And that's the gift the soul brings to the body mind. It heals all of that. Because if you are water in a thirsty world, what do you have to worry about? Body mind. You know, you don't have to look after yourself. Just let me pour through you, and everyone will love you and think it's me, you know. So, all of a sudden, all of those deep fears the red dragon has about the white, they're swept away. But that's not something the mind can, you know, strategize. It requires the continual opening of the heart and the continual sharing of your heart with each other. Mm -hmm. So today we're going into this experience together, we're going through a door together. Some people sat up all night in the forest and drummed. That was us. That was us doing that. Some people were in the, in the tree hut, you know, drinking and drumming and praying. Some people were in the temple, some people were up in the turret. That was us calling out for something and today that something arrived, and it <coughs> arrives through us. It pushes up through our hearts and becomes visible to each other and connects us. The question is, what do we do with all of this love when we're so rich and plump and full? Of belonging, yeah,
1: like plump, plump. Yeah.
0: Plump. <laughs> plump. So it's good to know that we have love tanks. You know, we have we have tanks that need love. We have soul tanks that need each other's love to fill up. And when they're full, they're generous. Or maybe we're like camels. That You know, have a hump that stores just that little bit of love for the long desert ahead, you know? So, I I really don't feel like facilitating you this morning (laughs) in any way, shape, or form. So, I'm asking the question with you now what is this love? want to do. We could just get a little closer to each other while we consider that.